we just lift our hands up to the Lord. Father, we just worship you and honor you in this place. Oh, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for manifesting heaven in this room. We thank you for the presence of Jesus, our champion, our savior, our healer, our provider, our big brother. We thank you, Father, for the sacrifice, for the great master genius plan of salvation that took us out of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of light and made us sons and daughters. God, that we stand here today, not inside of every wrong thing we've ever done, but that we stand here today in your presence, in your son, is a miracle all by itself. And what can we say but thank you? physical systems neuro neurologically father you make everything new and whole and sound and vibrant and healthy God we thank you that you make all things new in our mind thank you father for the renewing of our mind thank you for the wiring of our mind that it's strong and made to go the long run thank you for it father Lord, that we can think your thoughts and we take them as ours. Lord, thank you that you make all things new in us emotionally, that you restore. Father, you said you sent your son to heal the broken hearted. Lord, we live in a broken world and we encounter brokenness, but we are not meant to stay broken. And so, Lord, we receive newness in our emotions soul. We thank you for it, Father. Lord, we're gathered here today believing that you architected this time. So would you come and bring and do all that you meant for this time? We open up wide to receive from you, Lord. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come and think through my thoughts and speak through my mouth. would be in agreement as I pray this over you. We give you permission to come and rearrange the landscape of our lives. Come and invade the privacy of our heart and speak to us to put us in position and put Vision Church in position for all that you have for this time that we're right now standing in. We thank you for it, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And if you can agree with that, would you say amen and amen and amen. You can be seated this morning. It's so awesome to be here in Springdale, Arkansas. Am I in Springdale, Arkansas? Okay, I'm in the right place. Your vision church, right? Okay, we're good. We're good. Um, 
No, in all seriousness, I told your pastors um, last night that I have been looking forward to this morning um, and have felt an increased anticipation in my spirit for this, this service and this time. And I believe that you are here on assignment this morning from heaven, not just because I'm here. I'm just glad that my name got written in the plan for this morning. Okay. It could be anybody, but I'm glad he picked me, but he also picked you. And if this is the place where we come to encounter heaven and to be equipped by heaven, then there's no way you've come here that he doesn't have something for you. I said, there's no way that you came here this morning, that God doesn't have something specifically for you. How many of you know God knows what you're about to face next week? I don't know. You don't know, but he knows. And, uh, you know, sometimes in life, things happen that we didn't expect. Anybody been through anything like that? No, not in this room? All right, thanks for coming. (laughs) Nobody went through 2020. Okay, great. That's great. Sometimes in life, we encounter things, we experience, we go through things we didn't expect. You mean even, you know, as a believer? Absolutely. And, uh, and sometimes we'll go, you know, Lord, why didn't you, why didn't you change that? Or why didn't you tell me that was coming? Anybody ever hit something like that? And I've had places there, and you know what the Lord said to me? He said, Jen, those things were taking place because of decisions other people made. There was nothing you could do about it. And he said, and if I would tried to show you, you wouldn't have heard me. Or if you did, you would have tried to change it and you couldn't. He said, but in my infinite wisdom, I knew it was coming. So I made provision for you. And so this is not something doom and gloom, what I'm saying. I'm just saying living in 2023, you are inevitably going to experience the unexpected. But God says this morning, don't let it throw you. Keep your eyes on me because I knew it was coming and I've made provision for you. And much provision is in the house this morning for you, for all the unexpected that you're going to face. How many of you know that's good news? You say, well, how will I know when it appears? Trust me, you'll know. You'll know. And you'll just go, God, you're so good to me. Turns out the song is true. He's a good, good father. Amen. So God has good things for Vision Church. Guys, I like the place. It's fabulous. I mean... I feel like we're meeting in the hallowed halls of the United Nations that's just been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you know? I mean, are we all leaving on a missions trip from here? I don't know, but something, something's going on. So um, it's just beautiful. I got to hear a little bit of the story of how God has re, uh, moved you and replaced you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Talk about God making provision. I mean, it's just beautiful what the Lord's doing. And clearly he has a plan for this church. Amen. And, uh, and it's good. So um, the first time that I was here at Vision Church was how many years ago? Six, four, five, three, two, 
four, four years. Sounds about right. And, uh, and I remember coming and, and, um, just being a part of the church really at an infant stage then it really hadn't even been gathering a whole lot of time, but already there was a significant, um, outpouring of the presence of God. And it is blessing me so much to be here this morning and see how that is increasing and see how it's doing what the word said. It's growing from strength to strength and faith to faith and glory to glory. And the awesome thing about that is if God's brought you here and this is your home church, how many of you know everybody needs a home church? Everybody needs a home church. Could you love God and serve God without a home church? Absolutely. But if you were in a military, would you rather serve alone out there or would you rather serve with a company? Would you rather be hooked up to headquarters and have supplies and resources and equipment and ammunition coming to you or would you rather just be a lone ranger out there? So of course we need to be a part of the body of Christ. So if the Lord's connected you, this is your company. And maybe some of you are just here going, I've just been kind of feeling that out. I I don't know. I just feel like God may be putting his thumbprint this morning going, welcome to your company. You found your home. But the beautiful thing about that is because of how things are continuing to increase here at Vision Church, then that's the flow that your life is in. That you're going from strength to strength, you're going from faith to faith, and you're going from glory to glory. How many of you know it's a good thing to be a part of something that's moving in God and not stuck and stagnant? Well, that's really all I've got. Thank you for coming. Hasn't this been so good? Turn in your Bibles, if you will, um, to the book of Isaiah, chapter 45. Hallelujah. I'm going to take you back um, to the very first day of 2023. It was January 1st. Shocking, I know. Um, And some of you might remember that New Year's Day was a Sunday in 2023. And so on that New Year's Day, I was um, home in Nashville. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I've called Nashville home for... Uh, I think going on seven years now or something like that. And so I was home. Um, I wasn't, you know, on the road. And, and so I was in church that morning because that's where you should be. If you're a preacher and you're not preaching, you should be in the house of God. And, uh, and so I was there. We had just finished worship. And uh, it was a wonderful time of worship, but nothing, you know, out of the ordinary. We were sitting down, announcements were going on. It was, you know, about time for the word. And so I had reached down to grab my Bible and my notebook. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the word of the Lord came to me. And this is what I heard out of nowhere. I heard this loud sort of booming voice. And he spoke one word and the word was emerge. Now, I have only encountered the Lord speaking to me the way he did that morning 
maybe two or three other times in my whole life in ministry. And it's a different kind of hearing. It, it, it's so loud and reverberating that my first thought was it was audible. So I turned and looked at the woman sitting next to me to see if she had a look on her face like, did you hear what I just heard? But when I looked at her, she, I could tell she hadn't experienced anything. Immediately, there it came again, that same word with that same voice, emerge. And then he said it a third time with the same intensity, emerge. So I reached and I got that notebook and I opened it up just instinctively to write down what I heard. And when I did that, the Holy Spirit came on me and he began to unwrap to me more of what God was saying. And this is what I heard the Spirit of God say. And now concerning things timed for 2023, the word of the Lord is emerge. Then he said, so speak to seeds planted in the deep and tell them to emerge. Speak to seeds planted in the deep and tell them to emerge. I would say that over the course of this entire year, as we're really coming into the end of the last quarter, that this entire year, the Spirit of God has been walking me through, and, and really in my life in ministry, we have been walking out this prophetic word, emerge. And there's pieces of that that I'm going to minister to you this morning that are fresh and specific, and I believe specifically for you and specifically for this house. But I want to give you a definition of emerge. I'm going to give you three before we're finished today. The first one is simply this. The word emerge means to become. To move from one point to another. To become. To move from one point to another. So put your eyes, if you would, on Isaiah chapter 45. And I want you to look just at verses one and two. It says, thus saith the Lord to his anointed to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him. And I will loose the loins of kings to open before him the two-leaved gates and the gates shall not be shut. Verse two, and I will go before you and I will make the crooked places straight, and I will break in pieces the gates of brass, and I will cut in two the bars of iron. Now this is a prophetic portion of scripture that's got a lot of Im imagery to it. Things that are not part of our everyday vernacular. But I think when we get to the end of this, you're going to see how God is speaking this and even working this in your life personally, but also in the body of Christ. If the word emerge means to become, to move from one point to another, we could say 
if emerging is happening, then what you would see is a change of condition from one state of your life or one place of your life. It implies that there's movement or improvement happening or growth. If you were to say, I'm emerging, then really what you would be saying is, and now I must become. See, I believe this is what the Spirit of God is doing in your life right now. And he's doing it in the body of Christ, in the church right now. See, the church world at large, if we are going to fulfill how God defines church, I believe that the way God defines what the church is, is the church is the one that, as his body, that extends Jesus's rule and kingdom into the natural realm. Well, that's a little different than just holing up on a Sunday and singing and dancing and reading the word and then going out in the real world and trying not to offend anybody so you don't get canceled. That's a little different. To extend Christ's rule and his kingdom into the natural realm. Well, the church world today as it stands is not doing that. I, can I say that? Yeah. I'm not saying that we're, we're, we're irrelevant. I'm just saying that that's not how church is defined in 2023, at least here in the United States of America. But the good news is that Jesus said, I am coming for my bride, my church without spot or a wrinkle, and I am taking it there. Therefore, there is right now happening a work of emerging to become, which means that if you call yourself a Christ follower, a son or a daughter of God, if at some point you have prayed a prayer and said, Jesus, come, and my life is a mess, be Lord of my life, I bend the, the knee of my will to you, you call the shots, then that means that you cannot stay in the state that you currently are in. You must become. That right now, heaven is knocking on the door of your heart saying, wake up. You can't sleep your way through this life. You must be about the job of becoming. Now, when God first spoke that word to me on January 1st of this year, I got to tell you, I had a picture because I'm a visual learner. I had a picture on the inside of me of what that word emerge meant, and it seemed awesome. It just seemed like a firework just showing up in the sky. Pow, look at how great everything is now. Look what has emerged. Isn't this fabulous? But what I realized is God was being, you know, Jehovah sneaky and he was showing me the end from not the beginning. Remember that second part I told you the Holy Spirit said, now concerning 2023, he said, speak to seeds. It's a very specific thing. Planted in the deep and tell them to emerge. 
You got to be very, if God's specific, pay attention to the specifics. Speak to seeds. All right, God, what about seeds? The first thing that happens when a seed starts becoming is utter disruption. And everything that is not begins to fall away. What has started falling away in your life? What has started leaving you? What has started changing drastically that used to define or even secure you? Who has started walking away? That you're going, no, 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 no. Yet something of the Spirit of God would arrest your humanity and say, don't panic. Let it go. Let it fall away. See, our humanity is always trying to secure itself. What happens if you stub your toe in the night, we reach for it and go, oh, we cover it. If you go to you get your finger caught in the door, you grab it and you pull it back and you cover it. Humanity, our, our, our wiring is meant to secure ourselves. but if we're going to emerge and become and do it by the Spirit of God, we have to arrest our humanity and say, humanity, calm down. Let it go. Let it go. Let it fall away. Let it fall away. Maybe this is happening financially in what you have done for income or, or in your education or your career and it's not going the way you thought it would. But maybe, just maybe, this is a holy disruption because the seeds of God that are in the deep of you are emerging, therefore things are changing. I'm telling you this by the Spirit of God. The disruption is not done. But it is a holy disruption and it is a good thing. Because you cannot stay in the state you are in right now. I am so grateful that at no point has Jesus looked at Jen Trengale and said, that's good enough. I think we'll just leave her in that state, in that place of development. You know, she's saved. She's not going to hell. She's not doing anybody any harm. You know, she's doing, and you know what? We'll just leave her there. I'm so thankful God's never made that call on me. But that to the opposite, heaven is always looking at me like heaven is looking at you going, come on. Come on, you can't stay there. Come on, you must become. You must become. Vision Church, you can't stay there. You can't keep doing it that way. Come on, you must become. You must become. Become what? Become the blueprint of what the Father spoke before you were even in your mother's womb. Outside of your education, outside of what your family says, outside of what your life has been up to this point. I'm so glad that he looks at Vision Church and he looks at all the beginnings and the iterations of what you have been. He says, keep coming, Vision Church. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. You must become, you must become. And you grow and you grow and you go, 
I think we're emerging and this isn't us anymore and this falls away and this falls away. See, before something can emerge, everything must fall away. That is not what is emerging. This is what's happening in your life right now. Don't fight the process. Lean into the emerging and trust him like you've never trusted him before. Get out of the boat and I double dog dare you to emerge. And the first thing that'll happen is the people that are closest up to you won't understand it. And the mouthy ones and the opinionated ones won't like it. And the first thing you'll get is some version of what Jesus got. Who do you think you are? I know your colors. I know you back in the day. I know where you're from. I know your family. Who do you think you are? You go over there and pretend you're this. We all know you're not. Oh, really? Well, who defined you? Because any before any of those people that are going to give you their opinion about you took their first breath, heaven knew you. And the only one that gets to define what something is, is the one that made it in the first place. So you just smile, but in your heart, you just go step aside. I must be about my becoming. And do you know why? Because your life is covered and bought with the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus that redeemed your life speaks in heaven on your behalf every day and every night. And a day is inevitably coming where you will inhale your last breath on this earth. And when you exhale it, you will be in the presence of your king. And when you stand there and he says, what did you do about your becoming? You want to stand in that moment looking at the spilled out sacrifice of the blood of Jesus that bought your life and redeemed you and said, Jesus, I did all I could as best as I knew. Everything else is temporary. So we must be about our becoming. I'm going to give you that second definition of emerge. The first one means to become, to move from one point to another. The second definition means to break out from a casing or a cocoon. What am I saying? You need a mental breakthrough to emerge. You say, well, I thought this was spiritual. It starts there, but if you don't have a mental breakthrough, you're not going to come into it. To see something about you and your life that you could not see before. I want to read Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 18, and I'm going to read it out of the message translation, okay? Listen to this. It says, stand at attention while I prepare you for your work. I am making you as impregnable as a castle immovable as a steel post, solid as a concrete block wall. You are a one man or a one woman defense system against this culture. Come on. You say that's in the Bible? 
Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir, it is. Spiritual seeing is everything in 2023 and will be in 2024. Spiritual seeing. What does Ephesians say? Ephesians 1.18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know and understand the hope to which he called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints his set-apart ones. Why do I say this to you? Church, you are going to have to push past out of all of your previously held understandings of who you are and venture out into emerging in the fullness of Jesus, in the fullness of you. You're going to have to push past all of your previously held understandings of who you are. God is bringing you out of the incubation process and into the light of day where you were born for this moments are awaiting. And I'm going to tell you, this is regardless of what age you are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you are in your last decades of life, your beginning decades of life, your middle decades of life. It doesn't matter. You're in this emerging process. And you say, why? Because this isn't about your time. It's not about our time. This is about his time. This is about his time. So what is this looking like right now? Let me just run you through a few things of what I believe this looks like. More than likely, if you haven't experienced this, you're beginning to or you will, it looks like relationships in your life start shifting. It looks like career paths start shifting. It looks like agreements are shifting. People that have been dug in and dogmatic in their opinions, God is loosening them and changing them to flow with his will. What does it look like? It looks like fakeness and facades must fall. The fake is being revealed and bringing great change. So the Lord says to you this morning, walk past the past and walk on. Walk past the past and walk on and walk into your new day and your fresh assignments. See, I have watched, as many of you have over the course of this year, I think we all were hoping for some volatility in the world to simmer down, but if anything, it's like somebody turned the heat up. And what that means for you and I as Christ followers, it doesn't change who Jesus is. 
It doesn't change that he's given us his name. It doesn't change that he's given us his blood. We're in covenant with him and we take our protection from him, our security. It doesn't change any of that, but here's what it does change with things kicking up. It means that when you encounter evil and the kingdom of darkness in this world, you are more than likely encountering it at a greater rate and a higher level than you ever have before. And so what that means is it places a demand upon us to do what the word says. Be awake, be aware, be vigilant, put on the armor of God. I love what pastor said. I was shaking my head when you said, I feel like I've never taken so much communion as I have, you know, this year. It just seems like there was a kick up. Why? Because it's some weird, ooh, 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 spiritual, supernatural protection. You know what it does? It puts you in an awareness of who he is and your covenant with him. And it honors him. It's a way of us putting the first things first in our life. There's something about just stopping and honoring him before you go blazing out the door in the morning to say, God, whatever I encounter, whatever happens today, my eyes are on you. And I put myself and my family and my life and all you've given me in you before I go out into this world. There's something about that that's significant. So we're encountering evil at a greater level, but what God is saying is remember, you've got a sword in each hand. You've got the sword of the name that is above every name that you can speak. Father, before I get out of this car and I go into work, before I put my kids on that school bus, I speak the name of Jesus over them. I speak the name of Jesus over me. Father, before I sit down and I pay all these bills, I speak the name of Jesus over my finances. You've got a sword in this hand, use it. And use it every day. And don't wait for somebody else to use it for you. You've got a sword in the other hand, and it's the sword of the blood of Jesus. And that blood speaks for you. I find it so interesting that he gave us the power of his blood in his name. You know, even in our natural world, you know, if there's some kind of incident, you know, they find blood, the first question that's asked is what? Whose blood is it? What name goes with this blood? Because when you connect the name to the blood, then you have an identity and you know what's going on. There's something, a spiritual principle about when you connect the name of Jesus to the blood of Jesus, all hell knows that's a line that cannot be crossed. So use it. You better believe that hell is not going to stand back and twiddle their thumbs while you decide to become who Jesus called you to be. And the way that hell will try to stop your becoming is to dishearten you. Because if he can dishearten you, he can demotivate you in your becoming. This is why the word says, what does it say? Guard your with all diligence. You ought to look up those words. 
It is like above all things, before you think about feeding yourself, clothing yourself, think about how diligently you can guard your heart. Now, this is a well-taught church, so I don't have to take the time telling you about the number one tools that the enemy uses against your heart. I'll just name a few so we're all on the same page. The number one and number two weapons the kingdom of darkness will use to get an arrow in your heart is unforgiveness and offense. And this is why, just so we're all on the same page. Because both of those things cut you off from your supply lines. And if he can get you cut off, that's the oldest military strategy in the book. You can come up against a military army that's bigger, badder than you, has better weapons. So all you got to do is find that greater military power supply lines, cut them off, and then wait them out. Because they're going to get weak enough that they'll be easy for the taking. There are loads of people in this town, in this region, that are called to this church, and some of them are supposed to already be here, but they let the enemy dishearten them, and they got offended, and they got cut off from their supply line. So my job, my job, not anybody else's job, well, Jesus, it's not my fault, because if you knew what they did, you'd be offended too. She said, it's not about what they did. In fact, it doesn't matter. I'll make all things right for you. You guard your heart. Unforgiveness. Have you been wronged? Absolutely. Welcome to life in 2023. Will you be wronged again? Probably before the day is through. And if we just get our expectations in line, we might do a better job at guarding our heart. It won't be so shocking when somebody doesn't keep their word. It won't be so shocking when somebody's selfish and throws you under the bus. Because we've all done it too. This must be a big deal because this isn't part of the plan this morning. But I like kind of working like a sniper sometimes where the Holy Spirit will just head off attacks coming at you from afar off and just shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. I've had so many things, I'm sure you have too, even through this last month, that they just come and it's a big deal. Oh, it's drama and it's terrible and people and needs and brokenness and people are in pain and you better do than you got to do this and they did this and you better and all this stuff and all the while on the inside when I would just pause in the middle of it all and go, God, what is this? He would say, it's a distraction. And what am I telling you to do? And if I'm silent, you've got your answer. I believe heaven is saying, this is your time to become. You are emerging. Therefore, it requires this. Eyes on me. Eyes on me. You've heard me say it before. Eyes on me, church. Eyes on me. 
It might be from far off or it might be right in your house. It might be in your friend circle. It might be going, coming at your mind, making a play for your emotions. It doesn't matter what arena it's coming in. Eyes on me, woman of God. Eyes on me, man of God. Don't get distracted. This is your time of emerging. Things fall away, let them. Because heaven holds the ultimate picture of what you are becoming. I mean, think about this. Some of you in this room, you know, you're new, you're new to the things of God. Some of you have grown up around the things of God. Some of you have been serving God for some time and, and you've got prayer journals and things you've written down, things God's shown you in the spirit, even recently, things God's shown you and spoken to you prophetically, given you pictures and dreams. But I want to say to you this morning, do you really think that an all-knowing, all-creative God has already shown you all that there is that he's ordained for your life? No way. You think you've got it all pinned up on that vision board already? No way. So what am I saying? So you better clear some ground for your becoming because you don't know the whole picture of what it looks like. See, sometimes people get stagnant in their walk of God because they've taken all the creativity out of it. That's the most fun part. The most fun part. Once you get translated into the kingdom of light, the most fun part is eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it dawned on or entered into the heart of man the things I have prepared for him or her, but I am revealing, revealing. Not I have revealed, I am revealing. And tomorrow, it'll keep being revealed. And Thursday, it'll keep re being revealed. I am revealing by my spirit. So there's things that you must see for your emerging. 